like I said, got there week one. Week three, got invited over to his house for crab legs. You couldn't imagine how stoked that was. No, no way. <laughs> swear. No swear. Way. Swear to God. I was oh like, my I love you, He probably knew this. just how to cook just, them. Guys. And that's the thing. Like, he knew. Like, yeah. you want to come over? Yo. Got crab legs. Yeah. Welcome back to Facts of the King. I am a buttery young boy, the Butter King, Bo Allen, seven-year NFL vet out of Wisconsin. And I am Dr. Facts, a.k.a. Nate Collins, and I am out of University of Virginia and five years in the league. Together, we are Facts and the King, and we are fucking stoked because today we have one of my really good friends on, former teammate, longtime Bucks quarterback, who was also with the Saints briefly, and he played college football in Tulane, Ryan Griffin. Griff! Griff! Uh, super excited for him to be joining us. We're going to talk, you know, his career uh, at Tulane, some of his time with the Saints, and then uh, some NFL stories, some quarterbacks he's played with, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, some great names, his Super Bowl run in 2020 with the Bucks, and then very excited to learn about how he is going to go play football in Italy with his younger brother, who's a wide receiver, 11 years younger than him. It's going to be a great story. Really excited for this interview. Please enjoy. Welcome longtime Bucks quarterback, Ryan Griffin. Um, good friend of mine. I've talked about him on the pod. First live in-person interview. Monumental. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. So we can get nice and cozy. We are nice and cozy right now. Yeah. Um, so Griff, first question I have for you is why exactly did you decide to name your firstborn son after me? <laughs> I went off the pod. I did not name my firstborn son after you, okay. but I will give you credit that you didn't ruin the name. So whenever you have a kid, as I'm sure a lot of people know, like there's a lot of names that you like, but your partner is usually like, no, I know a bow that's an asshole. And <laughs> we didn't know any bows that were assholes. Wow. Look at that. You want to hear a funny story, Griff? Yeah. Me and my, me and my girlfriend, we just had our first child. It ended up being a girl. And we were really hoping for thinking we were going to have a boy. <laughs> and we had a boy name picked out. And the boy's name was going to be Bo Allen Collins with the X on the end of it. But I don't believe you. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. He's talking about and, Yeah, because my, my dad's name is Alan and that's my um that's my middle name. So like that's what we were gonna name him. Jeez. And this is before like like she wanted to have this name before I even knew we were doing this show. I was doing the show with Bo and I was like, That's a funny coincidence. Okay, I got another one for you then, which is <laughs> a funny coincidence. So so Bo's a name that like I'm the oldest of four siblings and all my siblings we all wanted to name our first son Bo. So it was like a race. So my wife, <laughs> good for my wife, you know, pumped out a boy. We got Bo. But my sister, so my sister married my college roommate from Tulane, and his last name is Allen. So wow. if they would have had a boy, it would have been Bo Allen. What a name. <laughs> what a the name. Bows. What a name. The Bo tricks. It's the Bo tricks. Yeah. Okay, Griff, I got a couple of uh, Tulane. So Griff. Um, was a college quarterback, played at Tulane recently. I went to Tulane, spent my first time at Tulane, first time in New Orleans, really. And Griff showed us an amazing time. His whole family was out there. Uh, and then you went from Tulane to the Saints. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about that, Griff. What it was like playing quarterback in a city like New Orleans at Tulane and then immediately undrafted free agent and playing for the Saints. It's pretty cool. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, just I, I equate it for you guys. Just imagine playing professionally in, you know, at Madison. Yeah. Or Green Bay, yeah. Madison, or Green yeah. Bay or, yeah. you know, I don't know. Nate's from New York. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I mean, you went to Virginia. So like playing for the Redskins or something like, but it was literally that city. So I went from slumming it during Mardi Gras, walking five miles a day to getting a driver to be able to like take us to events. And then you're like doing these pole greasing events and then you get a balcony for doing it. And, you know, and like, I was a kid groveling on Bourbon street, you know, just a year prior. So, uh, obviously a lot more fun, um, and a great experience for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, preview. I think isn't the Super Bowl in New Orleans next year? I think it is. Great place to go for the Super Bowl. Seriously. I've only been out there once. What's your what's your thought on beignets? Because I seem to think they're a little overrated. I can understand why you'd say that, but I think you have to go to Cafe <laughs> Dumont and then tell me that they're overrated. Especially at like 2 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say, just like a good night of drinking. I had it from there. Bro, it's a bag of sugar. It's yeah. so much sugar. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> We're a sugar pot, Bax. Come on. Uh, okay, so New Orleans, they love their quarterbacks. And Nate is a huge fan of a certain New Orleans quarterback that we've talked about on the pod a couple times. It's actually his birthday today. Is it today? Um, yes, Jameis Winston, Jay Boo. Nate, I figured you had might Dang, have a question I texted him prematurely. Really? You texted him I'm yesterday. Surprised he didn't call me out on that. That's funny. Yeah. I've loved Jameis Winston since college. Like immediately when the whole crab situation went down, I was just like, yo, someone at that grocery store definitely sold him out. They definitely let him do that multiple times. And someone in the store got in trouble and they sold him out. Just the way he talks and you've never heard of a teammate of Jameis Winston really bad talk him. Like you might hear coaches say like he's an airhead and the situation that's going on now understanding as everyone would be if guys on the team were like mad or being like, yo, like we really shouldn't have did that. Like he put the pressure on us. Like people really could have been throwing him under the bus. And the fact that no one, like absolutely no one that, that matters is throwing him under a bus with something like this, like just goes to show like what type of character he must have for a guy like outside looking in, never been around him and just being a fan of him and, and his game. Facts. I'll tell you this. So I came from New Orleans. So I was with New Orleans for two years. And I came to the Bucks uh, right after the preseason. So like week one and I get to the Bucks, and I'm like, okay, like I know the story of Jameis from college and like what, you know, what the media portrays him as. And the first day, like first day, first meeting, Jameis is two hours late. And I'm like, exactly what I expected. You know, like this is exactly what you saw in the media, everything. Like our quarterback coach at the time who had like come from college was sweating. Yeah. Like, you you know, like he was, he was frantic. Have you seen Jameis? I was like, I do. I just got here yesterday. Like, have you talked? And he's like coming in now the meetings, like where's Jameis? Where's Jameis? And it's like a bonus day. So it really wasn't a huge deal because we didn't really have practice. But that was the one and only time Jameis was ever late when I played with him for the Bucks. And on top of that, dude, he couldn't have been more opposite than what the media portrayed him dude, as. He works his ass and off. And I 
so like I didn't, I was young. Like I didn't really understand, you know, like year three in the league, like how the media, whatever, all these narratives and like, screw you guys because media personalities, they just like jump on the bandwagon, right? And they're like, oh, this guy's this. And that's how he is. And that's who he always be. And I saw it for like four years, five years with Jameis, like people just dogpiling him. I'm like, that is not who Jameis is. Jameis is phenomenal. He's a great teammate. He's a great human being. Like, yeah, he's made some mistakes and he was like put on a stage at a very young age. But like that dude progressed as a human being and got better in football and life as a teammate. Like I couldn't be more with you, facts. I love him to death. He is he hilarious. Is hands so down, funny. hands down. Just like naturally, he's like easily one of the best personalities in the NFL. It's just like I'm just I just want him to be a starting quarterback again so that he gets media time all the time. Like we don't get to see him and hear him enough <laughs> and the fact that he ended the season like he did, I I think it's absolutely absurd. I think it's crazy that he did that, but I think it's crazier that everyone on the team was cool with it. Like, because like, honestly, if you think about it, if one person that was out there on offense, if they really weren't cool with what's going on, they just jump off sides. You just jump off sides and you kill it. And the coach sees what's going on, take his ass out. (laughs) But it's just like, I'm like mind blown. I'm mind blown that like, no, there's no, there's like no pushback from anyone. Like I said, like anyone that matters. It was a team decision, facts. James is for the team, man. James really is for the team. He'll do whatever (laughs) it takes, whatever it takes. His post game interview was. How do you feel if you're, if you're DA, if you're, if you're the coach? Like how, like how frustrated are you behind closed doors? Seeing, seeing everyone, seeing everyone come to Jameis's rescue and after the viral clip of, it's so funny, like not having a backstory and to see how he was acting because he was just like, yo, I understand. I understand you're frustrated right now, but let me, like, let me explain. You don't know what happened. And then we did find out what happened. And so that 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 clip is just gold but I, I i can't imagine he's feeling good right now da yeah no uh i can imagine that you know that <laughs> it's caused some problems but yeah i mean i just i know dirk you know experienced it and the same thing with Jameis for a couple of years and definitely was frustrating at times you could see it on dirk's face well that's the thing griff like we were like Nate was a defensive lineman, nose guard, D-tackle. We have zero control over the game. As a quarterback, like, <laughs> you can make that pl- like checks. Like You can kind of get out of plays you don't like, but I've never seen one that's so blatant as like victory formation. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish he would have ran it out of like a normal set. Like just check the duo. Well, no, but I mean like if you're in victory formation – that's tough for the. I just the That's defense. I, I I would be pissed about the D line. I'm like, come on. Griffin and I got a little argument about this because I was saying like, dude, if I'm if I'm, it's the last play of the season for me. You know what I mean? I'm sitting down there in my stance. Nope. And I, and I'm not, not even in. always ready. Not even in a stance, yeah. bro. No, always ready. I, I'm a guy, bro. You have to be always like for real, like for no, that reason, yeah. for this reason, like exactly. It's just one of those things where like. On all those plays, in my head, I'm like, yo, this is a fake. Like, whether that, like, I'm the guy that's just, like, firing off the last play. The O-line is like, come on, dude. Like, th- unfortunately, I-, I I literally was that guy. And it's just like, that stuff never happens. But in the back of my head, it would be something like this. Like, see? See? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and for Jameis, the, the 
beauty and like the deceptiveness of the whole thing is this play doesn't work if he tries to do it in any other formation. The coach calls a timeout or they see what's going on and they're like, no way. Because if he doesn't do it like he did it, the play probably doesn't get off. And the fact that they ran it out of like literally the victory formation is just unreal. There, there are guys like you, facts that you're in victory and a guy fires off the ball and you're like, what are you doing, dude? Bro, well, it's, we're just relaxed. It, it, just take a chill pill over our facts. <laughs> All right, at the end of the game, I promise 99.9% of the time, a knee is happening. Yeah. No. See, a guy like me, I would have been right over the center. And imagine if I fired off, I could have caused a fumble. I, I could have made that whole yeah, thing a spectacle. Facts. You could have been the whole thing a spectacle, feel feel a little bit good getting out of that rivalry game after getting your ass whooped. I'm the kind of guy where you, hey, if you're all on me, you just tell me, hey, we're trying to get this guy to tell you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Wait, one more, one more thing. Yeah, going back to Jameis. Yes. For, like, like I said, got there week one, week three, got invited over to his house for crab legs. You couldn't imagine how stoked that was. <laughs> no, no way. Swear, no swear, way. swear to God. I was oh like, my I love you, he probably knew just how to cook just, them. Just, and that's the thing. Like he knew. Like yeah. you want to come over? Yo, Try crab legs. Yeah. James, if you ever if you ever see any of these clips, bro, if you want to come on to the Facts and the King, you could talk about whatever you want. You can promote whatever you want. Like, come kick it with us, please. Please. Yeah. And happy birthday, bro. <laughs> happy birthday, JB. All right, moving on. So after the Saints, obviously you came to the Bucks with Jameis, like you're talking about. Um, won a Super Bowl. Yeah. That was fun to watch all you guys. Oh, win nice. Super Bowl Congrats. I was injured as fuck down yeah. here in Tampa. Got wasted. Um, very happy for you though. What was the best part of it all? The the parade, playing under Tom. Like, what, what was your favorite memory from the 2020 Super Bowl season with uh, with Tampa? Hey, you know, you almost felt guilty with like everything that was going on, but 2020 was awesome. <laughs> we had a great year. Great year for you. Yeah, it was really a really fun year for us. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just all around, like we went from being locked down to be able to one play football and then two we were good and then we won a super bowl and then we had a parade like you won it in tampa yeah it was it was amazing only time that's Uh, ever happened yeah well it was the first time the Rams did it after yeah yeah right but yeah it was awesome and then like i hadn't seen my family in seven months and they all came out here yeah we rented a place they all came to this after party i was there remember we oh yeah i went to griff's griff's got a bunch of siblings great family reminds me a lot of my family and they rented a house in tampa and we played a bunch of drinking games and honestly that was the only highlight of the super bowl for me (laughs) because it's tough to watch all your boys like you go to a different team and i was on fucking ir miserable like recovering from injuries and shit and you guys are living the dream about to win the super bowl uh so it was nice to go hang out with your family a little bit yeah you I'm glad you had a good time. You rocked the Speedo. Oh, yeah. Griff got me a Speedo. I rocked that. I'm going to be rocking that in, in New Zealand and Australia a little bit. Too. Has it been on the pod yet? We got the we we have, got plenty of photos. We got to do a Speedo pod. Next time you come out, okay. we'll, rock, we'll rock Speedos. Okay. Fax, would you uh, wear a Speedo yeah. if I got you one? What if I got you one, Fax? If I got it for you, would you wear it? Not with you guys, yo. Come on. Come on, man. Griff got me the Speedo as a joke, and I went over to his family's house. It's got, like, chains on it. Didn't Marissa get it for me? No, I got it. <laughs> and it's got chains on it. Very sexual Speedo. <laughs> now I've just been rocking it all over the world. We're a big Speedo family. Time out. So were, were you in Tampa with, with, with AB? Uh, yeah, I was with AB. 
<laughs> Can we talk about AB for a second? How good is he on the field? How good is he as a player? You being you you being a quarterback. AB is fantastic. AB is like you think almost like Kelsey, like he's running around, then out of nowhere, just like snaps it off, goes the exact opposite way that you think he's going, and he'll be open. Like the touchdown he scored in the Super Bowl, he was supposed to go in then out, but he felt outside leverage, so he went out then in and then scored. Like he just does that, and you can see his body language as a quarterback, so it's easy to like see it make the throw. I mean, he's phenomenal. He knows how to get open. He's like one of the best receivers of all time. I love hearing that because I think all, like these days, all you hear about is negative things about AB. Yes. Forget how on the field, how talented, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I say that all the time too. It's unfortunate. Some of the stuff that goes on off the field, but like as a football fan, it, it sucks that his off the field stuff, like it, it definitely dims like what he did while he was in the NFL and how good he really was. And like, if a lot of this stuff wasn't happening, I'm sure like we would probably hear his name come up in talks like a lot more than we do now. Oh, for, for sure. sure. He for just sure. finished up his degree, I think, at Central Michigan. Facts sent me that. So nice. good for you, baby. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, Griff, that's the thing. It's so fun to talk to you about football because you have such a broader perspective of the game as a quarterback. And I think you do so many different things. Like you obviously you did a lot of, you know, helped out as a backup quarterback. Like you you're doing so much like in the in the meeting rooms and the film study and stuff like that i think um that's kind of what i want to ask you about a little bit like i don't know just what's that like it's so much more cerebral than just being a fucking nose guard and like go go straight ahead and don't let them through a gap you know like i'm not analyzing coverages pre-snap like you guys are and it's just such a such a different perspective um for you it's like you're almost like a coordinator you know yeah well, I mean, that's the only reason I was able to play football because I'm not <laughs> as big as you guys and not as fast and not as strong. So, you know, luckily there's that position where you can, you know, you have to have some athleticism, but you got to be able to beat people with your brain as well. So you should see him on a pickleball court. Very athletic. <laughs> to piggyback off that question. So let me ask you this. The Johnny Manziel doc, when he tells he let us all know that he watched zero. zero. Tape, how how hard is that as a quarterback? The thought of you watching zero tape and going out and, and performing. I mean, it, it'll work for a little bit. Maybe you get lucky sometimes, but like the thought of me going out there with zero film, I mean, I just, that stressed me out. Or like, Dobbs. I was like sweating watching that. Seriously. <laughs> but like, Dobbs, you get traded to a team as a quarterback, come in, he's learned the green dot. Like, he's telling them, they're telling them what to do pre snap. Like, how ridiculous is that? You know? So impressive what he did. Seriously. It was like three teams in like 10 weeks or something. I mean, incredible. Yeah. And A1 TikToks everywhere yeah, he goes. That's what really I love matters. it. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of prep, Griff, okay. you, you are preparing for, you know, you're taking your, your talents overseas. Yes. So Griff is going to play football in Italy. So we got the Scorpion King right here. The Verese Scorpions in Italy. You know, I don't want to steal your thunder at all. Why don't you tell us about, uh, you know, what you're doing this spring to go play, play internationally? So my brother is 11 years younger than me, and he plays uh, receiver. He was at Boise State and then Portland State. And so last year, we kind of got the idea of, like, you know, we've lasted this long, both of us still playing. Like, why not try and play together? So I kind of s- figured out uh, a place for us this year, and um, we ended up finding a team, the Verese Scorpions, just north of Milan in Italy. And yeah, so I'm going to get to be the offensive coordinator and quarterback and he's going to be receiver and he's going to have to play some defense because there are only two Americans on every team. But yeah, we're going over there. I don't think it's going to be, you know, NFL level, college level, maybe 
juco level but yep. uh, i think it's gonna be a great experience i think we're gonna have a lot of fun most importantly get to play football in beautiful italy yeah. with your family i haven't told these guys but a few years ago i had got offered to be a potential player coach in naples brennan schmidt who went to uva and he played in the league um for for some years he had did it years prior and then they had asked him if you knew any guys that would be thinking about like doing it it seemed like it it would have been fun um but my biggest thing thinking about it was are you worried about the the language barrier no not really so i've been talking with guys on the team so the head coach is american but all the other coaches are italian and their english is kind of spotty the younger guys on the team actually speak pretty good english and they've said that the six like 60 40 the team knows pretty good english so as a whole, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to communicate um, with the guys on the team. I'm hoping. I don't know. We leave on Sunday. The I'll find out. spoken language of football, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. All you got to do yeah. is shove your hands exactly. in some dude's ass and he'll snap the ball, you know? Uh, no, those guys are going to be motherfucking you in Italian. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're already fucking with me. Some guy asked for my my number. Like, oh, it's cool if I wear four, right? I'm like, you play center. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, so, like, I like it. They're already fucking with me. I'm like, cool. This is what I want. You know, it's like a real team. But, yeah, it's uh, like you were saying. I just think, like, if I could, like, pitch it to people. I mean, like, if you're coming out of college, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Yeah. And, like, unless you could play in professionally in America, like you can go work whatever job you're going to work for the rest of your life like this is a chance to go for a year and like so we have an eight game season and then we have the playoffs we'll like we'll be there for six months i would love to stay more i'm trying to get a job when i come back so we probably won't but like why would you not go put the pads on one more time meet some cool people travel the world have some great life experiences and yeah like you don't not making money like we're not making money going over there but that's not what it's about you know that's what i tell guys all the time i went to the cfl like after i tore my acl in the league it's one of those things where if you still have that itch to play ball you can find places to play ball and make some type of money but also like you said like take it for the experience go yeah. somewhere you go out the country go somewhere you probably usually wouldn't go like go be uncomfortable somewhere but be able to play ball and like live life and and, and do some fun stuff because the opportunities are kind of endless now. Football is kind of getting popular enough in, in enough countries and places where your football dreams don't necessarily have to be over. If it, like everyone doesn't make the NFL, the NFL is very, very hard to make, but there's a lot of other opportunities where you can probably have a really, really good time and probably a better experience than you probably would have if you were in the NFL. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I mean, I, once again, not there yet. Don't know how it's going to be, but like I've traveled to Europe, I've traveled a bunch in the off season. Like this is totally different. Like we're gonna get to live there. I'll actually know local people. So like your experience of traveling is way better. So it's like I'm imagining it's gonna be a lot better than just traveling for two weeks because it's like I'll have meet guys and have friends on the team. They'll tell me where to go. Like go over to their houses and have home cooked <laughs> meals. Like that's the stuff you don't get when you go. Just if you go to Australia, you know, right. to go party your face off. Yeah, that's not a that's not a cultural experience. <laughs> You got to get Griff's autograph now. What if Griff goes there and just like he becomes the Bill Belichick of, of Italy? Yo, Italy football. No, Mac. Mac is really going to be the star. Yeah, my brother. How, how many times a game are you going to feed Mac the ball? 
he's going to get unreal targets. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 20 a game. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I actually want to talk a little bit about the football itself because I mean, I've watched the tape. Griff and I were crunching some tape of the Scorpions yeah. earlier. Uh, you know, he's getting a little bit of a defensive perspective for me, but I just want to know what you think. Like, what are you anticipating the biggest difference going from, you know, the NFL uh, with guys like Tom Brady, Jay Boo, and now you're going to Italy and playing with only two Americans or, you know, you being one of them and Mac, like what's the biggest difference going to be? Well, we only practice twice a week and we practice from 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. because everybody has jobs. <laughs> so I'm not anticipating the like detail yeah. level being very high because you can't, right. you know, you just don't have the time to work on it. So as the offensive coordinator, I'm trying to just keep it simple and then be able to do things like on game day, you know, like slight change-ups where everyone knows the base, like offense, what we're doing, and then just minor adjust adjustments is kind of the plan. Yeah. Scout team cards. Yeah. Like seriously, like why not? Like, <laughs> like, like on the sideline, maybe we get a whiteboard and be like, Hey, this is the play we've run. Now this guy, you're going to do this, you know, like drawing up plays in the dirt is a real thing. Yeah. But you're you saw it in language barrier. You saw it with Jameis at the end of the game, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you line up in a formation, maybe you make a little check. But yeah. Language barrier might be an issue. I don't know yet. You should incorporate that into your offense, the fake victory formation. All right. We'll, we'll look at it for sure. <laughs> Well, I'm incredibly excited to follow uh, you along. I'm going to go visit Griff uh, and his family in Italy. Maybe you guys need a, you know, a strength coach for a couple of weeks. You get the boys <laughs> right, you know, hopefully March or no, sorry, April or May, come out and visit you and we'll do a little foreign correspondent kind of thing. We're definitely going to follow up. Yeah. We got to, we got to find out how to get like, um, yeah, direct TV have like a NFL or YouTube. Yeah. You can find us on YouTube, but like, I want to look up the, the teams, all their, all their records. So like, are you, are you familiar with all the records that you have to break? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the team's been around since the eighties. Okay. Uh, um, so decent length. This is their second year in the top division. Like I think there's three divisions and they won the second division two years ago and then they got bumped up. I don't know if it's like relegation yeah. in soccer, but oh, I yeah, I have no idea what the records are, what any of that stuff is. People with my friends and family keep asking for like, Oh, where's the team store? I'm like, yeah, let's get a jersey. I don't think there's a team. It's not. I'm going to have one made. I'm going to have an RG. Are you wearing four? I think so. I'm going to have an RG4 Scorpions jersey. Scorpion King. If you need a marketing guy, holler at Dr. (laughs) Fax out there. We can get you some merch going. We can get all those those family members some stuff. We can can work it out. Nate had a clothing line with Victor Cruz back in the day, so he can make make you some merch. Shout out to Young Whales. My friends friends have been, you know, the Scorpion emoji on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. They've just been using that and putting it on, like, hats and shirts, and they, like, God, I so love like it. For Christmas, like we had like scorpion gear. When I when I was in Chicago, like and the emojis came out, I had made a shirt, a bear down shirt, and it was just like the the iPhone teddy bear emoji, and then the down. And I made shirts, and like a bunch of people on the team, I thought it was so corny, but a bunch of dudes on the team was like, "Yo, let me get one of those," and I made a bunch. And it's just funny, like how far how far emojis have have gone. Oh, for but sure. the scorpion emoji is, is dope for sure. Okay. Excited to follow along, Griff. I want to talk a little bit about the big game last night, the <laughs> national championship last night, Big Ten victory. Kind of happy for Harbaugh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of a Harbaugh guy. He's fucking crazy. And I love it. Asterisk. Asterisk. Vax is what was pulling for the, the Huskies last night. I don't really know why. But, uh, Griff, just 
like I was saying earlier, it's such a different perspective uh, watching the game with you. I know you've seen a lot of Penix, McCarthy. Uh, just kind of wondering what you thought of those two in uh, you know in the game last night. Uh, I thought they did fine. I didn't think like McCarthy did particularly well, and neither with Penix. You know, he looked a little banged up. Honestly. Well, Penix was getting. He got banged up at the end. Yeah. He got stepped on, right on his ankle, and then it looks like he took a shot to the ribs. But yeah. I don't think Penix played bad, bad, but I think he would have had to play his best game or one of his best games, kind of like he did versus Texas for them right. to win. They got some dogs at receiver at Washington. So I was kind of expecting them to uh, be able to move the ball, but that pass rush was uh, making it tough. So I think yeah. that was uh, the biggest difference because Washington eventually settled down on defense and like, got some stops. As a quarterback, um, what can you say about Penix's throwing motion? You know, it's weird because he's a lefty, and I actually love those. You know when people do that on Instagram where they, like, make Tua and people, like, they flip the camera or whatever, yeah. so you see the righty? And it's not terrible. Like, he's got a great arm, and he can throw a touch, and he's – so it's a little, like, herky-jerky for me probably, but, I mean, he's a really good passer. His tendency is to miss high. So I think a little bit of that is he's a he wipes a little too much, you know. And I think if he just finishes more at his target, I think he'll be an even better passer. All of it. We're getting technical yeah. here. Watch yeah. out. You don't want to wipe too much. <laughs> yeah, because on. as as someone who doesn't know about like throw emotions, I tell you one thing: that Texas game, even though that throw motion is unorthodox, it looks real good when passes are being completed. But last night when he was throwing picks and incompletions. For some reason, it doesn't look good. But like, like you said, like we've seen on tape what he can do. But also, just knowing on the other hand, when it when it gets bad, it just didn't it didn't look good. Okay, Griff, talking about college quarterbacks, talked about Penix McCarthy, obviously because they played last night in the biggest game of the year. Just wondering which quarterbacks you are most excited about for the upcoming draft. Like, I mean, how can you not be excited about Caleb? He's effortlessly accurate you know like there's no like you talk about throwing motion like he is fluid he can really spin it and then on top of that his scrambling ability i think he's going to be really good really yeah did you watch any um any drake may i haven't watched a ton of drake may i know kind of the the build and the model that he is also our quarterback coach from last year clyde christensen is up there working with him at north carolina and so he's spoken very highly of him but i haven't watched a ton of him. i mean he's got good size sneaky athlete white and uh he's got a good arm <laughs> great locker room guy yeah uh, high motor guy yeah. Yeah. but a sneaky good athlete as well you know so he's i think he'll be pretty solid and then it's it'll be interesting with the like next group of guys like i think bo Nix, i know he like didn't throw the ball down the field a ton this year and he completed 80 percent, but like he's a really good passer and he's super athletic like incredibly athletic so i think he's he'll be next after those two Jane Daniels, Jane Jane Daniels, dude, Jane Daniels can really run. Jane Daniels yeah. is not quite as polished as Bo Nix, mm-hmm. and when I say that, like, I mean, if you look at Jaden Daniels, like, he takes a lot of sacks, and he gets absolutely murdered when he runs. <laughs> like, the dude does got, not slide. He remember gets, Ole Miss? He got stuck by that guy and fumbled. Murdered. Remember that? that and so, cool. like. Like, yeah, if he just cleans that up where he's, you know, a little smarter with taking sacks and he slides instead of getting – because he's not that big of a guy. Like, like that's what Bo does, Bo Nix does now yeah. that I'd like to see Jaden do at the next level because he won't make it. Like, he'll he'll be dinged up every week. And he's not he's not coming out this year, but how good is, is Shador Sanders? Really good passer. 
I was really impressed by him this year. Uh, not, I mean, not watching anything from Jackson State, you know. And they struggled up front, which, dude, it's so hard as a quarterback. That was the next thing I was going to yeah. ask is just like when you don't have a stable O-line, how hard is it for as you as a quarterback to kind of really showcase your talent? I mean, you got to be incredibly quick, like get the ball so quick. You can't hold on to the ball. It's really – so answer your question, it's like nearly impossible. This, these are all things that Griff <laughs> is really preparing impossible. for for time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you got to get that ball out really fast or move the pocket or do something. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I thought he did well. Like you say, like not a stable line. Like he had pressure every play. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> so he was the most <laughs> accurate Yeah. And he's not a Dion athlete, you know. He's, mm-hmm. he's good, but he's not like – that so he he needs a little bit of time in the pocket to just get the ball out because he's a good passer but he didn't get that can we talk a little bit about Stafford going back to Detroit yes, and Jared yes. playing LA bro the 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 storylines the <laughs> script is great yeah great amazing script. yeah yes amazing Tyreek going back to where they didn't want to pay him yeah yeah I mean I know you're a big fan of Stafford right I feel like we've talked oh about gosh, in the past yeah. like what what is your favorite thing about him as a player Dude does some crazy shit at quarterback that you shouldn't like. Right. He legit throws no look passes. Yeah. <laughs> like looking here and throwing there. Like, yeah. It's so fun to watch. Like, you probably shouldn't do that, you know, all the time. But I mean, that's just the kind of arm talent he has. So whenever you see people like him and Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, you're like, you can't not watch. Like, I have to watch when that game is on because they do stuff that you just don't get to see very often. Yeah. Well, cool, Griff. Um, from everybody at the pod, thank you so much for coming on. First in-person interview. And I think it went lovely. I think it did, too. Great. It's very cozy here. I know, yeah. Pod. Thank yeah. you for having me, Fax. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time, man, for sure. Yeah. I know how it is having a newborn and moving around and new schedules and everything just being new and kind of like off script. So I appreciate you giving us the time. No problem, man. And send me your address. I'll send that speedo. (laughs) (laughs) You look like a double X. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe triple. (laughs) Maybe triple. Okay. I got you. Speedo pod. Speedo pod. From Italy. Maybe we'll come by Italy. Just sit around the, the illustrious practice facility that you guys undoubtedly have over there. I'm sure you're excited to get acquainted with it. And we'll do some foreign correspondence, follow up with the scorpions weekly and speedo pod scorpion yeah. pod scorpion pod i love that scorpion king himself <laughs> yo griff appreciate you coming on and everyone make sure you guys tune in to facts and the king every wednesday on all social media platforms remember to like comment and subscribe and thank you guys for tuning in <laughs> <laughs>